right. So you're leaving DeLuca's and yeah, my guess is you're going to want to catch a cab, but I don't know for sure. So what do you want to do next? Yes. So I need to, I'm going to grab a cab and head back to my office. Uh, I need to get that cleaned up before Monday, before Janice comes back. Cause although she was scared, none of the bad stuff happened <laughs> until she left. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got, I got, I got to be ready for business on Monday. Okay. All right. So yeah. So you, you catch a chat, catch a chab. What time did we decide it was? It's like mid-ish afternoon. Cause it was like after church, right? Cause he, you know, because the mob guy's going to be at church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would have to have been like after lunch. So it's probably like two or three. Yeah, I think that's kind of what we decided. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of, it's midday. Again, another hot mess. Um, You can tell that even like it's almost steamy to a point where like you look out the window and you can kind of see the heat. You know, people are walking the streets. You can tell that like men and women in in business attire and they're like taking out their handkerchiefs and patting their head. And, you know, some of them are kind of, you know, finding a, finding a nice spot of shade to kind of sit and just kind of wave themselves to cool themselves off. Even though that if anybody knows about that, like that doesn't do anything that actually wastes more energy for you to wave yourself off than you to actually just sit there. And um, as you're kind of like writing to your office like the between the heat that reverberates and like all of like the steam and stuff coming from the, and stuff coming from the buildings you kind of like kind of zone out yeah he he gets in the car he kind of sails back in the seat you know lights the smoke you know guy says where to he says, uh, you know 347 fleet street he says i uh, could you uh could you put on a game i'm not uh not not too much into small talk today so soon the cabbie like you know puts a you know puts a baseball game on as he like settles back in the chair smoke you know lights a cigarette kind of like turns to the right to blow the smoke out um you know it's a it's a shot out the window as some kid you know kids are playing like stickball and shit so there's like a crack from the bat on the radio and you see this kid like hit this rubber ball and go running down the sidewalk and and like you said he just sort of you know, he like folds in on himself a little bit. He reaches into his pocket and he, you know, pulls out the lucky coin. He's just sort of like absolutely fumbling with the coin in his left hand, you know, cigarette in the right, and just kind of like zones out. And he, you know, he's, he's thinking to himself and he's, well, Georgie, you really stepped in at this time. Murder, drugs, mob hits, dirty cops. This case is the gift that keeps on giving. Give me a cheating husband over this any day. All right, George. So what do you got? Let's lay it out. What do we know? First, Marcus was murdered. Most likely by day in that group of miscreants that he hangs around with. Carol said they had it in for him. They clubbed him with that DeSoto sign off the cab, and then they shot him before leaving his body down by the dock. Why the dock? It's got to be a message, right? Otherwise, they'd hide the body. Nah. They wanted it to be found. I wonder who controls the docks. Maybe it's Bianchi? His grandson was killed the other day. It could be related. Why did they do it? Well, my best guess is they were running drugs out of the cabs. That block of coke would testify to that. All accounts indicate Marcus was clean, so he must have caught them in the act. 
or maybe he found the dope in one of the cars. He wanted it back, maybe he played dumb, and they killed him. They already had a pink slip with his name on it, could be found out. McKay made it seem pretty clear that Williams was in on it, or at least that he's dirty. That's going to be hard for O'Shea to take. I hope he's not too close to that kid. It's not going to go garner me any well-wishers down at the station, that's for sure. Bunch of those mooks got it in for me already. Wouldn't be the first time I turned in one of their own. Now, Charlene, she's not. She's playing things pretty close to the chest. Or to put it more bluntly, she hasn't told me the truth. Clearly, she and Marcus are related to DeLuca, but not quite sure how. Uncle, maybe? Could be. That's how they got the cat business in the first place. They're trying to go legit or keep it legit. He's watching over them. DeLuca definitely ordered the hit on Day, no question about that. What does he want with me, though? He seems to know as much as I do, if not more. If Day and his crew were moving drugs for Bianchi, maybe DeLuca is hoping I can get him, uh, link him to the murder. That would open things up for him without starting a mob war in the city. Makes sense in a twisted kind of way, I suppose. Things are never that easy, though. All right, first things first, I got to get that office cleaned up. Oh, hey, 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 driver, uh, uh, pull over real quick. Pull over real quick. Whatever you say, pal. So as he he pulls over and the he opens up, there's a, hold on for just one second. He jumps out of the car and there's a, a, a young woman who's walking down the street selling flowers uh, to people passing by. So uh, he stops and he, I don't know what would be, like Rosa seems like a, a stretch, right? So what his thought is to grab um, some flowers for Janice mm-hmm. for when she comes back as sort of like an apology of like, hey, sorry, there were like mob guys that made you scared. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So he he grabs what, you know, whatever she's selling. If it's roses, he grabs roses. If it's like, you know, carnations or something like that, he'll, you know, just get like a, a dozen flowers. Okay. And then, uh, you know, jumps back in the car and says, all right, yeah, that, that's a uh, let's 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 move out. <laughs> All right, it's your dime, sir. And then I, you know, however long the rest of the ride takes, and then they show up at the at the office. All right. So you, yeah, so you head up to your office and you are headed up the stairs. And just as you're about to get by your door, you see that your office mate across the way, Doctor Madison, the psychiatrist, is about to is locking his door and just about to, about to head out. And he and he sees you and he's like, oh, uh, yeah, Mr. Armstrong, um, how are you doing today? Uh, wouldn't, I didn't expect to see you on a Sunday afternoon. Hey, Doc. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing OK. I got to, you know, I got to file some papers. I got I got a couple of things to get to get ready for, uh, you know, for Monday. Uh, got to be, uh, be be here bright eyed and bushy tailed, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you have that uh, nine to five job, you really have to. You know, uh, cross those T's, dot those I's, you know what I'm saying? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, oh, wow. Looks like you've actually got quite the, oh, my gosh, what, quite the bump on the back of your head. What happened to you? Isn't he the one that took me to the hospital? The psychiatrist took me to the hospital. Mm-hmm. He did. Okay. I mean, then he would have known about the, no? Okay. Would he, would he have? So I passed out and then the doc came in saw the mess 
and took me to the hospital. So wouldn't he know I got clubbed in the head because mm. I was bleeding in his car? Yeah, he did. He, he did take you there, didn't he? But now okay, he's right. but now he's saying that. Yes, yes oh, I you. see what's happening. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Yep. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just string you along for a little bit. I just wanted to see how you'd react. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Okay, I I just want to make sure that we weren't cross purposes. Mm-hmm. Like, actually oh yeah, for sure. And he and he stops and he like he cocks his head and he looks at him for a minute and he, and he you know kind of like rubs the back of his head and goes, yeah, I uh, I, I had an accident the other day. You don't say. What happened yeah. to you? Are you uh, okay? No, nah, occupational hazard and all that. Ooh, sounds terrible. Well, I'm glad you were able to go to get it all patched up. Yeah, yeah, everything is uh, every, everything's uh, peachy keen, Doc. Yeah, well, that's great. I mean, I suppose like like now that I'm your office mate, it feels like there must be some bad juju because like my car was stolen the other day. Can you believe it? Huh? You don't say. Yeah. Some some shyster took my car and I still it still hasn't been found. Well, you know, I might be able to find that for you. Uh, I'll, you don't I'll, say. Yeah, I'll get you. I'll give you my card and uh, give you my rates. Well, and any kind of I that was my dad's car. I loved it to death. I would it, you'd be uh, you'd be such a doll if you were able to help me find it. Sure. Yeah, I'll. Um... I'll uh, I'll get back with you on Monday. Oh, that would be grand. All right. Well, uh, I must get home to the wife, but you take it easy. Uh, thanks. You you too. Uh, good good luck with the car. Oh, thank you so much. And like I said, if 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 it doesn't happen, you know what? I will talk to the missus about our finances, and I will give you a call straight on Monday. Sounds good. And uh, Madison takes his leave and trots down the stairs. And he just like, like he watches him go and he just watches him walk down the steps and he's just like head cocked staring like the fuck just happened. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I I wonder if, uh, I wonder if Johnny and Vinny made a trip back over. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that's a tomorrow problem. Yeah. So, so you look at, at your uh, front door that, recently had been smashed in and it's actually it's actually uh cheaply yeah go ahead so we established that there's like an outer office door and then his inner door oh that's right office was smashed yeah that's right okay all right so let's just say you you go into the you go from the outer door to the inner door and you see that there's it's crudely boarded up and you hear you can hear what sounds to be pushing of broken glass so he like drops the the flowers on Janice's desk. Oh, you you're going inside of your main office. I assume so, else I wouldn't be able to see that my office door was. Okay, so okay, so right. I'm so like, I'm really terrible. Apparently, I'm terrible at seeing how this is. So you've got <laughs> the outer so, door. So and there's a hallway, you, right? Yep. And then with you know in the hallway, there's a door to the exterior office, right? So you walk in. And there's like a, you know, 12 by 12, 10 by 10 office where Janice has her desk. You know, maybe there's like a little coffee pot, a little electric burner or whatever on a credenza or some shit. And then, you know, sort of behind her, you know, like typical movie style, mm-hmm. there's another, you know, my office door 
with you know the frosted glass and the name on the outside which has been smashed okay and then his office is inside there and it's small you know gotcha it, gotcha it's got a desk you know it might have a couple of bookcases some law books or something or whatever and okay you know again like a little credence he's probably got some booze and shit in there yeah for sure so l- let's just say that um as you go in that outer door open the door and then i hear yeah you hear it yeah 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 and you see you see janice just trying to uh sweep up some of the glass and put it into you know into like a one of her like little trash cans and stuff like that oh okay so he, he cracks the door and he sees her and then he pushes the door the rest of the way open and he says hey kid uh what are you doing here and he kind of like holds up the flowers in front of himself. <laughs> and, he, and she's kind of like, she's like, well, I'm, I just, it was, I got bored. It was just, I just, I just love, the, love this job so much. And I, oh, flowers. Ooh, do you have an, do you have an admirer? Um, You know, he kind of like rubs his face. He says, no, I, uh, I was coming in to get the place, uh, you know, squared away. I didn't want you to, um, you know, be too upset when you came in. These were, uh, these, these were for you. You know, you missed a couple of days. You, you know, had some, some guys rough you up a little bit. I, I, I feel real bad about it. I, I, you know, I was just trying to make it up to you a little bit. And uh, she's just kind of like, she, she uh, flushes a little bit and she's just kind of like, oh, she's like, oh, a couple of, a couple of big burly guys aren't going to scare me. I've I'm a I'm I have a big family of brothers that like, you know, it might have rattled me a little bit because I had guns, but other than that, like I'm fine. And then she kind of looks at your head and she's like, "Oh, that reminds me. How are you?" Um yeah, I'm 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 doing okay. It's uh everything seems to have uh, worked itself out for the most part. Oh, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. How is the case going? I feel like it's uh starting to wrap up and uh well i hope so because i don't know if i could take too many more days like that yeah i, I don't blame you she says uh, but, but where are my manners here let me take these flowers and she has she has like an she has like an old flower pot that she used for like when her mom sent her flowers or something like that she just it's just empty she hasn't taken it anywhere she puts some put some water in it puts the flowers in it whatever and um, she's like, yeah, I was just doing a little light cleaning up. I tried to board up your window as best as I can. I didn't know like how long it would take before you'd be able to get that fixed. So I did the best I could. I hope that's okay. Oh, well, no, no, I, I appreciate it. I, uh, <laughs> so I was coming in to do, um, well, I have to get you to call the glass guy tomorrow. We'll have to get him out here and uh, or at least get something scheduled. For sure. I will definitely do that straight in the morning. I almost have this cleaned up. So, I mean, really, there's not much you have to do if you don't really want to. And then the phone starts to ring. Uh, You were saying, and he, (laughs) you know, goes over and kind of like tips the receiver, you know, rolls up into his hand. He says, uh, Armstrong Investigations, this is George. And you hear O'Shea's voice on the other other end, and he's like, George, what have you got yourself into? Hey, hey, Brian, how's it going? DeLuca, really? It's all over the front page. Oh, what do you mean? Your mug walking out of DeLuca's. 
Oh, fuck. What um, is what the fuck is going on, George? It's it's not what you think. Then tell me what it is. Can you can you come down to my office? Or do you have do you have a little bit of time? I know you're tied up with that the uh, with the mayor's case. I, I mean my time is limited. I don't think I can, but people know that we talk. It's gonna get back to me. What is you have to tell me now what is going on? And you can tell his he's he's a guy that has Irish roots, but he doesn't really let his emotions get the best of him. But you can tell that he's very ready to bite your head off. <laughs> he's he's slipping into a little bit of brogue, right? He's a little bit of a <laughs> yeah, exactly. He says, are, "Are you alone? Can you talk?" I, it doesn't matter if I'm alone or not. You have to tell me what's going on. I look. You got to be alone for for me to tell you what I got to tell you. It's important, Brian. I'm, I w- I wouldn't I wouldn't do if it wasn't important. You can tell there's some silence. And then after a bit, he's kind of like, okay, fine. Nobody's around. What? Tell me what's going on. I, I don't have everything put together yet, but look, I was going to try to reach out to you tonight. The case that I'm working on, this Marcus. Um, Woodard. Yeah, yeah, the Woodard case. Yep. Sorry, I drew a blank. It's been a, it's been a crazy day. He was, he was actually murdered. I told you before, I was, I was looking into it. I have proof that he murdered him. I think I know who did it. I got a list of names I could give to you. I'm, I'm not sure how or, or what the relation is, but Marcus and Charlene are somehow related to DeLuca. I don't know what's going on. His, uh, a couple of his goons came in. They roughed me up. They wanted to know what I know, but he seems to know everything that I know already. So I don't, I, I'm not sure. I don't know if he's confirming. I'm not really sure what's going on, but I, I can point you to the guys that I'm pretty sure that did it. They being one of them. And this, oh, that, that gentleman that was shot in the middle of the street, right? Daniel day. Yeah. Is that, is that what his name was? I, uh, it's hard. Uh, yeah. Daniel day. He worked for the, for the cab company. Okay. All right. Look, well, there, there's one more thing. Okay. Um, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But um, your partner, Dick Williams, how well do you know that guy? I mean, we've been partners for just under a year, but what are you trying to tell me? I, again, I'm, I'm sorry to be the one to deliver the news, but um, it, it seems like he's uh, not on the up and up. So you, you hear silence for a little bit, and then you kind of hear him, his his head kind of go away from the receiver for a second. You hear shit, shit, <laughs> shit. And then he comes back on and kind of steals himself a little, little bit. And he's like, how do you know this? So one of the guys involved, his name is uh, Alan McKay. He's the, uh, he's the shop steward down over there at the Imperial. He's in on it. Uh, I could read that. I could read that guy like the newspaper. He, uh, McKay made an inference that um, that the police were involved and he mentioned Williams by name. And uh, I'm pretty sure that he was telling the truth. I think he was scared because uh, they used a they used a broken sign off of one of the cabs to beat Marcus before they shot him and dropping him off at the docks. Hey, that reminds me. How much do you know about the, the families here? Uh, do you know who controls the docks? If any of them, I'm sure somebody's got to. It depends upon what side of the city you're on. Which dock are you talking about? 
the dock where Marcus was found. I, it's more of a metaphorical thing, I think, because it was just um, it was just like a little fishing dock, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a little fishing dock over on the east side. I and don't... then he he kind of he he's like thinking about it, he's thinking about it, and he's like, wait a minute, I think I actually have. Hold on, I think. Wait a minute, no. So you you can hear him say no, and then he's like, you kind of hear him like it's like he's like taking the receiver, but it sounds like he's stretching, and he's like, case file here. Oh my god, Williams. Williams has Marcus's case file. He's looking at, he's looking through it or whatever. And he's looking or whatever, and he's like, "Yeah, that's Frank the Concrete Biotti's turf." Hmm. I wonder how that could be related, and why the fuck does Dick Williams have this <laughs> on his desk? It's and he's like, he's like, it's fine. He's he's actually called in sick today, so I um, um I I don't know how you want to. You want to proceed? I don't have. I mean, if you get, pick these guys up and get them to turn, I, I'm pretty sure it'll probably turn on Williams too. I mean, anything to save their own skins, right? Yeah, oh, boy, it's gonna be tough. <clears throat> Why don't you give me? Wait a minute. I'm trying to think. If you, I feel like you've already given him all the names. I don't remember. I think you did <laughs> actually. I think you I already have. have. Yeah. Because yeah, I talked because he, I think I talked to him after a day after day got shot. Yep. And I think at that point I had had the names because that was in the morning after yep. I went through Marcus and stuff. Yeah, so for I sure. May have told him that. Yeah, and I think he said he was going to get back to you about the names, but because of yeah, 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 because of the mayor being killed, he just right, has right. no time. So, so he does say then he goes um. There's one name on that list. They call the kid Weasel. His name is Derek Johnson. I don't think he's involved. He's he's a young kid. He's a runner for the shop. They get him go get coffee and shit like that. I think he hangs with those guys a little bit, but I don't think he's in their inner circle. It seems to me um, that they were running drugs and maybe Marcus found out about it. I thought maybe Bianchi was involved because I know his his grandson got got whacked the other day. So I thought maybe... Maybe that was involved, but if you're saying the Biotti controls the docks, maybe I, I don't. I don't know what that connection is. Then maybe none. Maybe they were just too stupid to dump the body. And you hear you hear O'Shea just kind of like takes a pause a little bit, and he's like, "Okay, he's like I shit." He's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to research this off of the books um, on my own time because." Unfortunately, my man hours are put on the mayor's murder. He's like, I, he's like, I'm going to have to talk to that weasel kid. I think I could, I'm not going to strong arm him, but I'm going to see if I can maybe squeeze a little bit of something out of him. Maybe try to I don't know, let him know that he's safe with me. Hey, look, you be careful. If you need, if you need anything, you, you get a hold of me. You let me know. You want me to meet you somewhere? And he's just, he's kind of like looking through stuff and he's like, okay. Okay, let me process this information. I will get back to you tomorrow, say around lunch. Maybe we can get together and talk about this. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be in the office. I'll be in the office. Are you sure you're going to be okay? Don't do anything stupid. If this, if if Williams is in on this shit, you're not really safe. If I don't clear yours and my name, we're both going to be in deep shit. 
So I'm going to have to figure something out, but I will let you know if I find anything, but I'm just going to do some thinking right now, do a little bit of digging and I'll get to you back to you tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. Look, you'd be safe. Don't worry about the Luca. Okay. Don't, don't involve yourself in any of that business. I didn't want it. You don't want it. Uh, I think, I think, I think that's going to be fun. If they're related, he's looking out for his own and, his his methods might not be the right ones, but um, you know you you can't blame him for wanting to get a little bit of revenge. I guess I can understand that, but I do not trust the man. You don't know what he's been into. I hey, look, I'm not saying that I trust him. Uh, I'm just saying don't don't go pushing down doors and causing more trouble for yourself than uh, than we've already got. You know? Oh, oh, believe me, I'm smarter than that. I don't go getting my face plastered on. <sighs> And he's like, you can tell he's like trying not to like blow up at you, you know, that kind of thing. But he's like, it'll be fine. Just I need you to be safe. Okay. Do the investigation as stealthily as you can. If you need something and he he gives you his home phone number, he's like, if you really need me, call me at home. But only if you really need me. Yeah, for sure. Here, here's my number two. Uh, just in case something happens, you need me. Uh, you know, I'll be there in a minute. And he's like, okay, I, I, I have to get back. The chief is on my ass about this mayor thing, so I gotta get going. But be safe. I'll talk to you soon. I gotta go. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Stay All safe. Right. You too. And click. And then, like he, you know, he's holding the phone next to his head for another second or two, and he gently puts it back down in the receiver, and he, you know turns sort of awkwardly and looks at Janice who's listening to the whole conversation. <laughs> nice. And he says, uh, yeah, so uh, things have been uh, things have been interesting around here since you've been gone. And she's like, she's kind of like standing there just kind of staring at you and it's just kind of like you don't say. She doesn't know what to say. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, he he would stay for a while and help her finish cleaning up, right? I mean, obviously, he's not going to leave that for her. You know, he would clean up, you know, if she hadn't cleaned up the files and things, like, he'll go through and kind of, like, put stuff back in order because, they, you know, John was going through files and throwing shit on the floor and, Mm -hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. He probably grabs, I don't know that he would have a speed loader. I don't know if that makes sense. Have you ever seen a private eye with a speed loader? Seems mm. out of out of genre, right? Yeah, it does. All right, but he but he does reach in, you know, at some point he sits at the desk and he reaches in and he grabs, you know, an extra, you know, his box of ammunition that he keeps in there, you know, like sticks it in a pocket. Like I never thought I would need to like have more than six shots on me ever, but like here we are. <laughs> yeah. So you're gonna, so you're gonna have your, what kind of gun do you have now? I I forget. I think it's an M111, 1911, M1911, it's a okay. 45 caliber pistol. So it's okay. got a, it has a cartridge. Okay, and that, or a that magazine or clip yeah. or whatever. And that usually carries what six? Uh, M1911, probably ten. A 45 is a big round. Okay. Oh, seven. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So let's say seven, and then you're gonna keep some extra ammo with you. So how many? Whatever comes in a box. It's probably like twenty. Okay. Well, let's 45. say that then. 
Yeah. So let's say 20 plus the seven that you have in in your gun. I don't so, like any of this. Why are we keeping track oh, well, of this? Oh, I hate it. It, it. Just like anything, like you have to keep track of that kind of stuff because I don't want you, I don't want to, this to be an action film where it's like, oh, I just keep blasting until, you know, eventually you're going to run out and have to reload or, you know, maybe you don't. But I yeah. need to know that stuff so I have track of that. I know it's it's ominous, but I mean, it's just it is what it is. He's the kind of guy that's just, oh, I have a bunch of, you know, this ammunition just in case. Like, he's just a private eye that keeps it for protection. He's not he's not actually using it. Like, maybe every once in a while he'll go to the range and kind of sharpen his skills, but, like, you're not expecting to use it. Right. Yeah, it's for protection, maybe a little intimidation. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you, you, you bust a guy who's cheating on his wife and he, you know, goes to make a play and just kind of, like, lift the, the coat, you know? <laughs> yeah yeah this is that what you want to do sort of thing yeah yeah exactly um he's probably never fired it as a p like not at someone as a pi right like Mm -hmm. he was in the military so like yeah he probably theoretically shot a lot of people potentially yeah Um, but like on the job i can't imagine like i'm sure he's pulled it before i don't think he's ever shot okay no that's right like you don't want to shoot like that's not why you're (laughs) not why you're doing the job yeah exactly yeah Unless you're a yeah. terrible PI or you're a, a not good PI, you're a bad guy. <laughs> That's a PI. Um, I, you know, he probably puts on a pot of coffee for them, you know, while they're there. And, mm-hmm. you know, he just makes small, you know, how's your sister doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. Is everything okay? You make out all right. You know, you're, you know, nothing happened at your place. Nobody's bothering you. Like, you know, giving, you know, making conversation, but also like, you know, making sure that she's okay, that like nothing has happened, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it, instead of, you know, being there for a couple hours, that actually, it, it gets a little bit later. You, you get to talking, like she tells you about her sister and stuff like that. And they like went on a couple, a couple of nature hikes and then they came home and did some knitting and, you know, had some fun, maybe played some cards and stuff like that. They had a good time. And like, you're really getting to know Janice, Janice. Sorry. I have, <laughs> I keep getting Carol in my head. And I'm like, I know that's not her name. <laughs> and uh, before you know it, it, it actually gets to be supper time. And she suggests that she, that she knows a uh, sub place that's just down the road. That's got the perfect meatball sub. And she's just like, it's believe me, it's to die for. She's like, even if you want to add a little bit of spice to it, they have this little, they have some of this brown mustard. It's, I know it sounds weird, but it would just be perfect with this. Yeah. You know what? Uh, that, that'd be good. I want to make sure you get home anyway. So uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's go, let's go grab some food. All right. So you, you know, you go grab some food and stuff like that. And cool. um, so here's the shot though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it totally. Like, even if it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you see him, it's like, it's sort of like a low angle shot up into the room. So, you know, like the, his office light goes out, you see him sort of like grab the hat. So like the hat comes through the frame, like, you know, up onto his head, you know, you see like the bottom of her skirt waving, you know, he's like walking her at, she walks in front. And as the door closes, it kind of like closes on an upward shot of the, of the flowers in the vase. And then the light switches off and you hear the door click. (laughs) Nice. That's perfect. Yep. No, I love that. And then, yeah, so then we'll do another, like, scene like that. So then, like, you're at this eatery. It's actually an outside, it's an outside kind of eatery. You're 
kind of eating and you're talking like the camera kind of pans in and you're all you're both having this conversation meanwhile the the music kind of rises as you're all you're having this mean meaningful conversation but nobody can hear what you're saying but they can kind of know like you're really getting into the meat of like getting to know each other and stuff like that outside of the business and stuff like that and you're having a nice it's like a nice dinner between friends yeah, and you that, see as you can't hear like she throws her head back and like laughs you know and he like lifts a glass and kind of like yeah toast or whatever yeah for sure and you see like you see a smile on George's face you haven't seen in a long time because he's just been through so much and stuff like that he doesn't get to have that much fun anymore because it's usually the job and going home and not much else maybe going to the glow lounge but you know that's his fun, but he don't really see a, like a hearty smile on his face and a hearty laugh that he has. So you see that. So the night kind of winds down and you decide to, well, actually I will ask you, you know, you know, do you decide to burn the midnight oil? Do you decide to go home and get some rest? What do you decide to do? I guess he probably calls her a cab then, right? To make sure that she's getting home. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, so like, he hails a cab, opens the door for her, gets her in, you know, tells, you know, I guess she tells him where to go or whatever, closes the door, you know. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say, you know, just before she gets into the car, she's like, I, I know this isn't this isn't professional, but she kind of leans and, and gives you a smooch on the on the cheek before she enters the cab. I think he's kind of shocked. So he doesn't say anything. Right. And then like, maybe she, like he has his hand on the door and then she like pulls it close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The car pulls away. Yeah. It's like one of those things where it's like, it's not suggestive, but it also doesn't explain anything either. She just kind of pulls off when you're just kind of, your character's just kind of like, what just happened? (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) So he he, like stands there for a minute and then he like doffs his hat and kind of like, you know, quarter bow to the car as it's like pulling away. And then he puts mm-hmm. his tab on. He's, you know, kind of got like a jaunty, like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like you said, it's been a very sort of a relaxed evening after everything that's happened. You know, he's, he's in a pretty good mood. I feel like on a Sunday night, he probably heads home. Okay. Right. Cause he wants to be in the office. He wants to be home in case Brian needs him. Mm-hmm. And then he wants to make sure he's in the office in the morning for when, I mean, Janice will probably beat him there anyway, but you know, to, to be available, if something is happening. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be like out in the wind, right? Cause things are getting really tight now. Mm-hmm. He thinks about it for a minute, you know, you're like, well, it's not that late, you know, you know, it might be like, you know, maybe it's like, 1950, right? It's like seven o'clock. No, it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. probably like nine o'clock, right? And yeah. It's in the evening. Boy, I don't know. Maybe he would. <laughs> <laughs> Not for a long night, but, uh, you know, like in a meta sense, right? Like we haven't really tied Evelyn into stuff too much. Mm-hmm. But, and that like, that's a big throw at you. If you don't have anything ready for like that kind of a thing. I mean, it's an opportunity for us to sort of like bring her back in yeah. potentially. Yeah. Well, I've been thinking about that because I was going to use her quite a bit in this story, but it didn't, n- nothing really lent to that too much yeah. because yeah. there's a lot of stuff that is around it. So I was like, I think eventually we will use her again. I just don't think right now will be the right time. 
But yeah. if no, it, but if you decided to go the Glow Lounge, then I could add her into it. I just again, I don't want to push you where you don't want to go. So I'm not going to suggest. I literally was going to say you're going to go home for the night, but I was like, no. <laughs> what does he want to do? He can do whatever he wants. I I, I don't I, want. I I don't. I didn't. I don't want to influence how your character wants to do things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I almost thought about bringing Janice over to the glow <laughs> before, nice. before she went home, but I, I don't know. Again, it it felt like it didn't necessarily lend itself to that, right? Because this is the first time we've seen him interact with Janice like on that level. So, like to go to the club seemed like a little too far, right? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Anyway, what does he do? No, I think he goes home. Okay. I think he goes home because he's worried about Brian. And again, he doesn't want to be out in the wind because there's no way to get a hold of anybody. <laughs> that's true. You're either at your office or you're at home or nobody can get a hold of you, right? I mean, like, that's that's the world that, we, we're, that we're living in. So yeah, I think he goes home. Yeah. So I'm going to say now that you, you're going to get a ride home. Now it's actually, again, it's not not that far from your office. Well, actually you went down the, you went down a ways to the sub place or whatever you're going. Maybe walks. Home. It wasn't that far, right? Yeah. And it really isn't. So you could take a nice, I can't remember what we established. Yeah, no, I don't feel like it was that it really was that far. So you could save some money for once and take a nice. And, you know, and I think he just wants to clear his head, right? Like I think it's a good opportunity for him to to just sort of like process stuff. And then that, like, that was a whole weird thing with Janice, but it was nice. Um, so I, I think he's just, you know, walking, smoking and, and just sort of mulling over the last couple of days. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So you're walking home and it, you know, it doesn't take that long, but now the sun is starting to hide behind the earth and it's starting to kind of get overcast and dark. Now you head up into your apartment building, you are going to head into your apartment. Nothing really happens. You go to open the door and inside your apartment, a light turns on. You see a an unruly-ish kind of big gentleman sitting in your favorite chair next to the lamp that he turned on, smoke in his mouth. But we'll say he has a, a Beretta pointed right at you. Oh, my God. 